Good evening, hockey fans. <laughs> Long time no speak. I think the last time we spoke was when we were in Florida having some beverages, and I think I predicted at that point, Clan, we're going to finish third. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, and from that you can tell we've probably got a lot to talk about. So, yeah, like we say, long time no speak. We're in America, came back, we've got a kitten. Then I came down with an illness that's taken me out of the game for a month and a half. So, it's all action stations here at the the clan household here. Speaking of the kitten, you might hear from her later. <laughs> that's our first special <laughs> guest. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess before we start, obviously I know it's been a wee bit since it passed, we would like to like send our thoughts out to Adam Johnson's family and all the kind of people involved there. But obviously that tragic incident that's happened. Yeah. But good to see the kind of hockey family and all that kind of stuff kind of rallying round and we watched a wee bit of the tribute match and oh, that was a bit of a tough watch at the start, to be fair. Seeing some of the guys kind of welling up. I kind of welled up myself a wee bit. It was quite hard to watch. Yeah, it's, it's amazing seeing how much money's been raised though, I think. Gosh, the last time I looked at the GoFundMe, it was in the kind of 50,000 mark, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And uh, there's obviously Nottingham are doing additional fundraising initiatives. So selling the replica jerseys, to get pucks that they're selling. So, um, and I think all that's going to a charity that Adam Johnson's family have started in yeah. his kind of like hometown. So, uh, yeah, I suppose uh, if, if you're looking to donate, then... I'm sure you'll be able to find the link on Twitter. Yeah, so X. the the, the rib at the top actually looks really nice as well when I see people already start to get them. I think I've maybe even seen someone... Did we see someone at the clan game? But no. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd say a piece in that. I know it's been covered off. But moving on, we'll start talking about the clan. So I, I guess to start, it's been a bit... Uh, it's been a rollercoaster of a season, shall we say. A classic clan <laughs> opera from the time we've been following the clan. It's a standard bumpy road start. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Ups and downs. Yeah. Before we get into the, the match performances, we're going to cover off, as you know, the hot topics. And we're going to start off with the clan Christmas song. Yeah. So just to give a bit of context, I thought I was coming down with the cold yesterday. So um popped a wee NyQuil. For those of you who aren't familiar with uh, the US's crazy medicines, it basically like conks you out. It's like night nurse. So... I woke up this morning thinking I was still having some NyQuil dreams and I was like, Ian, I'm pretty sure I've just seen online that the clan are doing a Christmas charity single. He was like, come on, can't be daft. Obviously clicked onto the link and just see see the full team singing their heart out. So that wasn't something that we could have predicted. Yeah, I think I tweeted that that's not something I had in my bingo card for yeah. this season. To be fair, they're getting fully into it for the most part, the guys in the video. I think uh, one of the most standout ones was uh, Combs. He was getting right into it. Charlie Combs was uh, giving it um, Live Aid, heavy Live Aid vibes. Um, but bit he didn't have a solo by the looks of it. But yeah, all for a good cause. All the money that's been raised is going to the Renfrewshire Toy Bank. Um I, I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is a bit cringy. But that said, I have literally been singing it all afternoon. 50% of that has been to wind up Ian, but then it's actually a bit of an earworm. It does get in your head, so. Yeah, it's one of the ones that started like, oh, I don't know about this then, but more you listen to it, and more it's for a good cause and charity or whatever, you're like, this is getting catchy. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's that, the, the, don't, don't forget, don't sleep in the B-side. 
Uh, there's <laughs> one that's got all the players kind of given uh, Merry Christmas season stuff like that. So yeah, that's so I, I, Apple Music. I, I, and all I'm that. suggesting it, we're not going to it, but the OSC's Winter Ball. What about a karaoke session? Clantastic Christmas. Uh, that I would like to see. But yeah. Yeah, so that was one of the, the, the hot topics we thought we'd start with. I think the next one was the Dundee manager's explosive interview oh. after the match where they, let's be real, they absolutely destroyed us. Uh, and it was caught by someone, I think, watching the live stream and I think they thought the cameras weren't rolling and what was it? it was, I think basically the Dundee manager was saying, they need major surgery. Did you see Murph and all this kind of stuff? I might even mentioned Gareth. Um, was Gareth hiding? Yeah, <laughs> it was just an absolutely savage uh, kind of leak, shall we say? But it was kind of, I guess, what a lot of people are thinking. I think when you, if you look at some of the clips of that match, Murph did not look happy. He was not a happy chappy. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have expected the clan to come out and now right address it, but I'm surprised they've not put out any media trying to settle the ship, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we'll obviously come back to kind of the performance after that video, but um, yeah, very interesting. Very juicy, and I think one of the <laughs> one of the things that was kind of mentioned was that I think he said they were going to, or we were going to cut three players or something like that. So that obviously kind of uh, sparked some debate of who's it going to be, who's it going to be. Um, turns out nobody so far, but yeah, that was that was very explosive, and uh, yeah, I think a couple of nights after that as well, we weren't at it this year, but it was the OSC bowling night. Um, and I'm pretty sure this happened last year, but everyone's like, all the rumour mills started after that. So I think the night after the bowling, it's all Jake, Jake Bolton's uh, getting released <laughs> and people were analysing the pictures. Is everyone there? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so obviously nothing's nothing's actually come of that so far. But uh, yeah, from what I can remember, the same thing happened last year as well, that all these rumours start after, yeah. after their OSC nights. I think... What was the most frustrating thing about that is there was like a kind of Twitter account. I can't remember what it was called, like EIHL Transfer News or something like that. But they tweeted Jake Bolton's leaving and you're like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. The guy I buy an own and loan for is getting <laughs> papped or booted or whatever. I was like, you've got to be kidding me on. Thankfully, it turned out that, uh, or so far turns out that's false or fake news. So, but yeah, speaking of, yeah, I guess players maybe going missing, but we've got the injury list. We thought we'd just run through it because it's quite interesting at the moment um, because obviously the past few games we've been running with kind of shorter lines, kind of barely filling three almost. So we've got Combs who's been out since pretty much the start with a lower body injury and through that Dundee manager's kind of lead car, you know, explosive interview we're going to call it. don't know why I'm talking like we're on CNN or something like that, but he's now skating and back nice. So hopefully we'll see him soon. Uh, you know, his vocal pipes are now warmed up, so see him... <laughs> coordinating the team. Uh, we had Barry who, I mean, tr- trust the clan's luck for, for us to sign an injury player or a player to go in the injury reserve, whatever it is, t- to then get injured as well with some sort of like appendix surgery. Now he is back playing thankfully, which is good. Uh, but just thought I'd mention that where we were sitting for one of the matches, there was a, like a wee young team is be- the best way to describe them, <laughs> who seemed to love the guy Barry. No matter when he got the puck, it was Barry, Barry. We love Barry. Yeah. Was a bit grating after 60 minutes, I won't lie. I quite liked it, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, then we've got 
Saunch who's out with a lower body and extended period of time they're quoted as saying and that was one that was done at home with ice and it looked quite brutal because they've got the stretcher yeah. out onto the ice and to be fair through all that uh, it's not nice to see a player get injured at all but you know when you see the stretcher coming out you're like oh that must be a sore one but I thought there was a classy touch and it pains me to see it it was against Fife but there's a a medic that came in the ice who was clearly you know about to deck it, basically he was slipping all over the place, and a Fife player took his what put him on, put his arm on his shoulder, and got the guy out there. I thought that was a classy touch. I, I liked it. It's only not you've got to respect when it happens. We've got Harrison who's out with an upper body injury as well. Not really much said about that. I don't think he's back yet, is he? Um, and then we've got Craighead who's flying home with, I think, a personal matter, so he's going to be out for the next week or so. Um, and I think also the manager said at one point the team was playing with like stomach bugs and whatnot. So there's been a few. Th- there's definitely a lot going against the clan. That seems to be the way f- the way our seasons always seem to start. Um, I guess the other one that's happened is Bresser's left to Leeds on a permanent move. So originally he was a full time member, then he was to me. Now he's just fully gone. Um, but it'd be interesting to know how that played out. Um, did he just want more ice time, which tends to be the thing they quote, or was it that? Uh, he got we got these new players in and probably didn't anticipate getting these many injuries so he actually wasn't going to get any minutes anyway so it would have been interesting to know what the script was and then obviously we've covered it off but you know my man Jake Bolton was potentially rumoured to leave but it seems like that's not the case so I guess we now get into how's the season going it's a mixed bag isn't it yeah <laughs> deja vu at some points I got a, I got a reminder on Twitter or Facebook or something like that uh, just the other week and it was me celebrating our first one in 17 games. <laughs> so I always try and remind myself that it could be worse. And I think we're sitting at roughly just over a 50% points average, which, you know, maybe isn't the best, but it's a lot better than probably what, how we done last season. And I think when I looked at a lot of the tables, if you continue at that rate, you're probably going to finish sixth-ish depending on how the other teams play. I would say this league does feel like maybe the closest in terms of like the the range between all the teams. It seems like there's not much difference between them all, whereas normally, you know, obviously Belfast look like having a wee bit of a stinker of a start. Uh, so normally they're normally stomping away, winning it. But I would say for me, it's been a mixed bag. And sometimes you go, Bob Clan have been playing really well, and then sometimes you go, this is pretty bad, like to the point we go, but sometimes even Malcolm Cameron's team maybe didn't even defend as badly as that. And that's a bit of a bold statement. Oh. But I think looking at it, we'll just start from the top and work our way down. We've got obviously Coach Morgan, Coach Batter. What's your thoughts? I'm just not convinced. I don't know. Uh, I, I would say that I think the jury's still out is maybe the best way to say it. Um, I kind of... Stuck between a rock and a hard place with my thoughts on this one. I get that not every manager going to be standing on the bench, screaming and waving and, you know, whatever. But there's definitely been times where you've looked to see what's happening there and him and Bata are just standing there. I think there was a clip from the Dundee loss where it was just... A, it wasn't a time out, but it was a break in the play and we're getting beat and they're all, everyone's just standing there, not saying a word, standing still. We just go... I don't know, I, just think, I think when you look at all the other managers, whether it's Tom Cullen at Fife or is it Pete Russell at Cardiff, I don't think they'd be sitting there just standing with their mouth shut, just kind of, you know, well, we're getting beat 4 to oh, well, mm-hmm. what's happening? You know, that's the only bit, I'm not saying I want someone to be totally animated, but it kind of 
didn't feel it needed so much. Yeah, you need somebody to rally the troops a little bit, especially when the chips are down. Yeah, and I think I think like when you look at the interviews against protecting the players, I've kind of found some of the interviews to be very short. And perhaps they've not been at the pointed questions haven't been asked, but you know, there's definitely been some inconsistencies where, you know, kind of hyper up Kylie, kind of almost been in anti sometimes, it seems like. But for me, I don't know. It, when you watch like Tom Cullen and some of the managers, like I think it was when Fife came back from when we were leading five two and kind of something we seem to be doing recently is the kind of third period collapse. You know, he just said, Let's get the next goal. Then it was then get another goal. Then get another goal. At least he had a kind of, it seemed like he had the passion. And I guess, speaking of Tom Cullen, we got to see that famous uh, clipboard toss. Clipboard toss. That was mega height. That was, that was what I was like. That was the money shot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I don't know. At least he seemed, he seemed to look like he was caring there. I'm not saying, obviously, I'm not saying Morgan and Battle don't care, but sometimes you'd like to see a wee bit of motion there. And um, I guess one of the other popular online debates was the use of timeouts. To which up until recently, until that was mentioned online, seemed to be non-existent. It just, you know, no timeouts. I think there's definitely periods where you go, you know, Clanner are getting guilty of losing, what, two or three goals in the space of two or three minutes sometimes. Mm. It's almost like we'd score, the other team would score, and then sometimes they'd score three in a row. So for me, I don't know. Um, sometimes you look at it and it seems like Saul it seems to be the guy that's driving the ship sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seems to be the one that's... Talking to the refs. Talking to the refs. Talking seems, to the players. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. He seems to be the one that's kind of, uh, you know, you could maybe say it's that part of the problem, but I don't think so. I think we'll come on to Saul and different things, but I don't know. For me, the jury's still out, but a 50% average, so there's still time to turn it around. We've got the flip side, you've got Combs still to come back, you've got Sonch out, you know, we've now seen this guy with Roach. So, you know, we've got a few different things we've been working against, but I think... I don't know. I think the jury's still out yet because basically we seem to be going through phases of winning, digging out results and then getting absolutely battered. Mm-hmm. So then the next probably person down the ranking system would be the captain, Dyson Stevenson. I'll be honest, I don't feel like I'm seeing the same passion that we maybe saw in previous seasons. I'm not going to put any of the results solely on his shoulders, but for me, sometimes I feel like we're maybe not quite seen it. I kind of feel like sometimes you see, like we've alluded to, Saul seems to be the one that seems to be kind of stepping up almost. I get, I think he's an assistant captain, so kind of expect that. But I also think sometimes I've watched matches, Dyson is one of the players that seems a bit more switched on to getting the puck forward without just being a dump the puck and run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I suppose we don't know what's going on in the back room. Exactly. I know he's so, maybe playing more of a role there, but yeah, from what you see on the ice, it doesn't seem like he's the same leader that he has been in previous seasons. But like we say, for Dyson and the coaches, we obviously don't see what goes on behind the scenes, so it's brought yeah. a lot more to it. I think in terms of the team, there's obviously the, the goalkeeper situation, which has been quite a talking point as well. We've got the kind of new 1A, 1B system that we've not really had for a while. Normally it's been kind of no, well, they tried to do it last season. Yeah. yeah. Didn't last too long, to no. be fair. So they've tried to do it there. Big debate on who should be starting. It's quite clear now where we are in the season that Kylie is pretty much the bunny and seems to be the favourite. I think that was maybe clarified right at the start anyway. But there's definitely seems to be, I think there was a thought of, or suggestion. I don't know where we've got it from. I'm pretty sure they must have said it, but you know, Kylie was going to do the home matches. Auntie was going to do the... 
Challenge Cup. Challenge maybe? Cup and away matches or something. Yeah. But it seems like we're now going for Kylie. Just Kylie. Just Kylie. And I think there was a match, was it Dundee where he pulled Anti after two goals? Yeah. But we've shipped, you know, five, six, seven sometimes with uh, Kylie. So it's kind of hard to, uh, kind of hard to get, but obviously we don't see the training and all that. And there is matches where, to be fair, I think it was a Sheffield one where we snuck out a 2-1 win. We didn't see it, but it sounded like Kylie had an absolute barnstorm of a match. Played really well. So um, I think the, the worrying thing, I can't remember when I pulled up the notes for this, but I think we had statistically like some of the, the two worst goalkeeper stats for outside of players who've only played one or two matches. So it is a wee bit concerning there. Um, I think for me, I think it would be a bit harsh to blame all the goalkeepers. I think the defensive forwards also have a lot to answer for. Mm-hmm. In my view, I think there's not enough track back from the forwards and then the defence are getting caught short. I think, which then kind of moves us on to talking about defence. Well, but I was just on the goalies as well. Sometimes you think you, you, need, a, you need a goalie that can steal your game and I just don't think we've got that. Yeah. I think that's the issue we've got. I don't think I'm seeing quite the Muse or Starrett style kind of goalkeeper. To be fair, we didn't see it, but it sounded like Kylie had a great match against Sheffield, so maybe we're wrong in that. Um, But on the defence, I think for me, the thing that surprised me the most this season is the line that's probably performing the the best, which is the Saul and Kelly line. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean that with any disrespect to those players. I guess you've got Bolton coming in, who for the month he was here was absolutely, you know, was head and shoulders above the rest by the looks of it at the time. But for me, Son Kelly have been pretty solid. I think at the start, I think the problem with Saul is he obviously was one of Malcolm Cameron's players as well. And he was put under like a mega spotlight, you know. Any mistake he made at the start of the season and pre-season and the start of the season was kind of put under pressure and to be fair he did do some mistakes you know passing across the crease or whatever you know kind of yeah I don't remember, like I remember saying that but, this is a again deja vu why have we seen this guy again but it's night and day now yeah, night and day I'd say probably at least for the past month or so he's probably been our best D-man I'd probably yeah. say in that period I think I can't remember I think if the points or whatever the score the system is I think kind of almost reflects that they're doing pretty well and for the most part when you look at when the goals conceded happen it tends to be not when Saul's in the ice as well yeah I think they've got too many D who just don't defend so they're just focused on going forward but then Saul and Kelly just seem to like that's they're, they're doing their job they're defending yeah I think there's I think there's definitely something we are in some of the matches you've got what was it the same offensive D-man but I guess as part of that, that's also relying on your forwards to also appreciate that when they come forward, someone needs to kind of track back. Some of kind of like football, really, but it kind of gets them, I get the impression that we're not all singing in harmony here and sometimes we just get caught in these odd man rushes or slow to track back and stuff like that. Um, but I think he's probably been our best E-man and you know, maybe one of our better players, to mm-hmm. be fair. It just seems to kind of keep it simple and get into the puck. I think um, as much as I love Bolton, love the guy, great shot, but maybe a bit slow in getting back. But I think when I looked at it, it's like in the, it's like in the, had some some amount of points or something like that for all these blue blue line shots or whatever he's scored. But um, I think Vanell and Reddick are the ones that maybe we aren't sure about. And I think with this new guy Roach coming in, uh, shout out to the DJ to play Papa Roach as the theme tune for him. <laughs> but 
I think it suggests that Vinel was now he's now playing what the he's now playing the fourth one now. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that maybe means he's ranked uh, seventh out of the six or seven D men or whatever. So yeah, defence is looking a wee bit shaky at the moment, and Roach look, will give him a buy in that that absolute humping we just got off Guildford uh, seven. Two, but he made an absolute howler of a pass. Yeah, uh, straight up the middle, basically teed up. We might as well just put it in the home net at that point. Um, it was pretty bad. I, I, I just, for me, that felt like a very, again, not a hockey player, but it felt like a bit of a basic mistake to pass it into such a dangerous zone. Um, so, yeah, maybe got a wee bit to see of him, but he's probably just off a flight and travelled down to Guildford. So, yeah. bit of a tough start. Right, who, who are you? What about the fence? Right, well, to me, again, another surprising one for me, again, probably not got the best knowledge of the wider league, but to me, probably standout is being Lakowicz. Um, I think he's been putting up points. There's been some games where he's almost felt like he's carried the forwards and mm-hmm. stuff like I think he was, was he not touted the fourth line for, uh, assuming we had no injuries, he was the fourth line. No, it was like third. Third, third or fourth, yeah. But then he was playing in the second line for a few games, and I think he was sticking up to the plate, and he'll probably do better than some of the guys, the import guys that have come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, he's the one that's been really impressive, and I think he was like our second top points leader or something like that. So for me, he was definitely one of them. Uh, the other guy was Pelic. Um I think he just looks at like a cracking player, but I kind of feel like he can blow a wee bit hot gold. I think it just depends if if all the lines are clicking, he just stands out. But um, I think once we've got Charlie Combs back, that'll be quite exciting. I'm assuming they'll be in the same line maybe together. Potentially, but he's he's the top points for us in the league, I think, at the last time I looked when I was making notes for the podcast. So I'd say those two are probably my most most impressed mm-hmm. with yourself. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, so I think I think we have to say players maybe we've got more to see. It probably would be maybe it's difficult. I thought Saunch maybe wasn't quite the annoying guy he was with Dundee, mm-hmm. to be fair. But it might just be the role he's been told to play. He he didn't. He was obviously kind of like our top scorer last year. Yeah, but it's trying to work out was he our top scorer because he was playing in a kind of duff team. And that was just a fluke. I don't think he's been as good this year, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens once we've got hopefully four lines running again or close to it. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. I think Hayden's maybe still to find his form. There's definitely been times where he's getting himself into good positions, but maybe just not being able to finish it off. Yeah. And I guess the more you kind of don't finish it off, it kind of stacks up. But I definitely think he's getting himself into good positions sometimes, but we just need them to get in the back of the net. Kind of like, kind of, if, I remember Wah was kind of the guy that you go, if he's near the kind of goal and he's got the puck, he's probably going to get something from it. And mm-hmm. I think that, that's what Hayden maybe did quite a lot last season. Maybe not quite seen it just now. So that's a wee bit of, a wee bit of work. Let's, we could... There's probably a lot, I would say a lot of the team, to be fair, probably could be doing a wee bit better. Um, I think they've definitely not shown, I think there's definitely a lot more potential in the team. And yeah. just trying to figure out where does the problem lie sometimes. Um, when we look at the matches, we've, we'll just start running through them. So we'll just go back to uh, 
summed the whole matches. Now, before I get into this, the, the thing that annoys me about the clan website and results is that it shows the results in like a weird order. It shows you the first result of the season and then works its way back. You have to scroll all the way to the bottom just to get the latest result. Um, but first of all, problems. Yeah, a real, a real problem there. But if someone at Clan Admin Towers could sort that out, it'd be great. So we'll start back um, Cardiff at home. So this was the absolute drubbing we got, which was 7 0. Uh, this was a tough one to watch, and it kind of felt reminiscent of the prior season. My notes for it were that it was like men versus boys. Um, we were just so poor, but you could see why Car- Cardiff are near top of the league. Um, we were nervous because the next match at home, we were taking some friends. I think it was the, f- the Fife Derby. Yeah. And we're like, oh, this could be an absolute scalping here. Because to be fair to Fife, they're kind of in a weird, or maybe similar to us in a way that they can go out and get some good results and then also get horsed as well. And I, I was worried we were going to take our pals in and just get an absolute dropping. I remember that Cardiff game as well. There was like a lot of people that, they just left after the second period because I think probably at that point we were maybe about five nil down possibly. Yeah. And uh, but we were like, <laughs> we'll stay just in case they get a goal, just in case. <laughs> Didn't work out very well. Yeah. Then so then and then after the fifty fifty, I think it was like mass exodus. Yeah, it was. It was not great. I think the thing that was annoying about that when we go back to like, talk about Morgan and Bata was that you know it just felt like there was no. Fight, fight there. It just was like, right, we're getting beat. Ah, well, the yeah. game plans will work. We move on to the next one. That's how it felt to me. And I was, I could see a few folk kind of maybe indicating that to the bench. Maybe the best of saying it, but it was really disappointing to see seven 0 at home. I just kind of think that's, to me, that's an unacceptable defeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it was five at home. It was a six five overtime loss, which was a bit gutting. I think for a neutral. It was a good match. There was a lot, oh, of, it was exciting. lot of stuff happening. Yeah. We were five two up. Then it's five five. Then you had the overtime play. And then I think it went to penalties. Maybe yeah, I can't remember. But we went with some pals who absolutely loved it. You know, you know. Hopefully, we'll get them back another time. But it was a good fun. I think it was a sellout as well. Back to when Clan start going. We'll buy your ticket off you. Mm-hmm. So that was. <laughs> It was an entertaining match, but again, annoying to get the loss. We just seemed to, at this point, I think, run quite a few overtime losses. And then this is when I think the wheels truly started to truly started to come off, when we went to Dundee away and it was a 6-2 loss. And I think this is obviously when the much-talked-about explosive interview. <laughs> there, I think it was this, you know, I think it was Andy getting switched out quite early on. No emotion from the bench, all this kind of stuff. And then it just looked like an absolute scalping. Yeah. I don't know if Dundee do like interviews with managers at like certain points of the game, but I'm sure someone said, or the manager, the manager said, yeah, we, we had it wrapped up after the second period mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, so that was, that was when I think everyone was starting to go, mm, something's not quite right here because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's already saying you've got a 50% average, but that kind of works on the basis you're going to beat the kind of teams around about you. And probably get beat off the Belfast, Cardiffs and Sheffields, um, is how I think about it. So when you're starting to get beat off Fife, Dundee, you start going, uh oh, mm-hmm. last season those were the two other weaker teams. So for me, I, um, yeah, it was a bit, that was really disappointing. So we then went on to Clan at Home 3 2, 
be one overtime win against Guildford. Now, Guildford are a team that last season what finished second, were probably top of the league for the majority of the season. This season, it's not quite clipped for them, to be fair. They're not quite the same team. However, they have made a lot of changes recently, which has served them well. Yes, they've signed a uh, former Klansman McParland. So, and uh, when we go into some more of the recent matches, he seems to have. Uh, <laughs> Found his goal goal streak there. I was just going to look up to see where they are. So they are, I think, I'm pretty sure they were 10th, pretty much in the table. They are now sitting at 8th. I didn't realise that's Belfast or 9th. Oof. Anyway, so, but yeah, they they have been uh, proactive in making changes, Guildford, so I I guess you can't... uh, Break them off. Break them off, yeah. Yeah, so that's where for me I was like, I know they've not had the best start of the season, but they've definitely got some potential to do some damage. So I wasn't feeling too confident after getting beat off Dundee. But to be fair, I thought we looked a lot better. Um, Guildford had come off, my notes here, back-to-back wins against Belfast and had made some player changes. So to be fair, that's kind of where you're thinking, are Clan going to be in this position, especially after that explosive Dundee interview? You're going, are we going to start making some of these changes that other teams, I think, was it nearly... I think Dundee, Fife, Guildford. I mean, you're assuming Belfast might be about to do that. But, you know, a lot of teams are starting to make changes. I don't think we've really dropped anyone. We've signed this Roach guy, obviously. Um, I guess one of the things I had as a discussion point was, what's your thoughts on clapping players who used to play for the clan but they're playing for a rival team? Uh, (laughs) Nah. Nah, we're too friendly. You wouldn't see that in any other sport, would you? Nah, for me personally, I'm like... Uh, I'd just say, given the mile of the match, I'd be done with it after the match. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Um, although I did see, I think I saw pictures of him hanging about afterwards at the bar after the match, which was quite a classy touch, to be fair. Um, then moved on to Clan Away to Sheffield. Now, this is one I'll openly admit, thought we were going to get absolutely humped. Mm-hmm. Obviously, short of players. Um, it didn't, it, and it didn't look like it was going to be a good result. So we were, we were two points the weekend, which I'd probably taken at the time, and we ended up winning 2-1. And from what I saw, something like Sheffield had 40 shots to our 17, but we defended really well. Partly Kylie had a cracker of a match. Um, you know, it, I think it after that Dundee interview, um, it kind of, I don't know if that was the, what's the term, players on notice, but it seems to be playing a lot better mm-hmm. and you know that's a big result I'd say a really crack result considering I think that was maybe the first or second time Sheffield had lost this season so I think we're quite frustrating I think their manager of memory serves were saying was, it, was a, it was like we were out for an anniversary dinner and we got off and we saw clan around 2-1 and you're like oh gosh then it was the third period hadn't started we're like, oh is this the, the clan collapse uh, and then it was like 10 seconds remaining uh-huh. and then nothing from like you know all the different kind of Twitter accounts or official me- media but it was because we were doing a goal line check for a puck and I was like oh that'd be classic clan in the last <laughs> four seconds but it wasn't given so we got the win there so you're thinking there positive vibes four points mm-hmm. you know the players have maybe bucked up the ideas things are looking up Murphs maybe went a bit mental there yeah put everyone in their place they're on notice whatever and then it was Guildford away and, you know, we bought the stream. Yeah, £15, not very well spent. This is where I would like Editor Ian to uh, patch in, is that what you call it? Patch in 
a clip of our new wee kitten, Willow. So I thought, for anyone who might listen, I don't know if there's any crossover with my favourite murder, the podcast, they do a wee segment where the cat does like a wee meow at the end. So I had the bright idea that Willow could start doing some score predictions, which I don't think I'll be doing again because she got this one right. Over to you, Willow. Willow, can I get your score prediction for the next game? How many goals will the clan score? One, any more? Two, any more? <laughs> and thanks, Willow. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell we just record that. Who knows if that's going to be edited or not. I'll try my best. So, so yeah, 7-2 to Guildford. Yeah, it was it was poor. You've got, I came off a high, you're thinking, right, Guildford, we've, we've been doing all right against Guildford, playing pretty well, and this was an absolute trouble. And it was poor, poor, poor. And I'm sick of hearing things where people go bust legs or whatever. You just go, nah, guys, like, I think Big Mickey's putting up the money here. Uh, you can't use it, these excuses. It, it was literally, I feel like it happens constantly this season where they concede two goals in the space of about, a minute? It was less than that. In less this match, that. it was 34 seconds, I think it yeah. was. It was 34 seconds. We conceded two goals. It was frustrating to watch. It was, it was quite poor. And I, I actually feel, I actually fell asleep. Ail did actually, Ail did fall asleep. And I think the thing that was even more frustrating, it was like the clan were doing this kind of thing where it's like, and be like, I guess, last half full people, but it was like, they'd be like 4 1 down, you'd think. We could still come back. You know, Fife done it to us. We'll do the same. One more goal. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we'll give away a penalty. They'll get a power play 5 1. You're like, all oh, right, there we go. Then we get the other one. Then we give away a penalty or do something stupid. You're just like, I don't know. I think that interview after with Coach Morgan basically said, didn't go to game plan and all this kind of stuff. But so I think he said that was the worst game of the season. Yeah. And for me, I think this is probably an indication of the clan team we're going to have this season is we're going to probably get some randomly good results but also get beat off Fife and Dundee quite easily in other times. And that's the thing that's a wee bit frustrating is we're not getting any consistency here from the players. Uh, we can sit and speak about the D men and all that but you could argue the defensemen going forward weren't any better to go on with you in this match. The frustrating thing was, I mean, you beat Carter Guilford, albeit I was at home, but like, how many days before that? That was like Saturday before, so, well, five days before. Yeah. So you're playing against a team that you know you can win against. Yeah, you could say we've got like shorter lines and things like that, so that does play a factor, but we shouldn't be getting beat 7-2. My notes for this one were just poor, poor, poor. <laughs> it, was just it, a, it was a depressing watch. Um, I think in that match, you know, we've obviously got Roach playing, but I think he was having to use Craighead's jersey because we didn't have that jersey for him reggae. But and I get that's the single eight minute, last minute, and all that. But he played our absolute disastrous puck down the middle of the ice from like behind her, behind her on goal, basically teed it up for the guy for a turn up to absolutely annihilate it into the back of net. It just, it wasn't great, and I think unfortunately that might be the story of our season. But that's where I think I'd like to see a more in depth, detail interview with Jeff. Eh, Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jeff. <laughs> My name is Jeff. Uh, but that's where I'd like to see a more in-depth interview with Bata and Morgan. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the script here? Why are we going off and getting beat 7-2 and things like that? That's, what's the plan of attack here? What's happening? Are we going to change some players? 
I don't know. I kind of feel like we're all over the place at the moment. I'll be honest, I never understand this every year, but how many changes can we make? Because I know it's like a bit of a running joke that all Belfast, they get the checkbook out. <laughs> but how, how can they sign like so many players, but we can't? Yeah, so I think it's... I don't understand that. If memory serves me, I think we've maybe got like two or three signings left now that we've signed this Roach guy. Aye, but, but how come Belfast, they seem to be like signing way more than... Like crossing somebody's palm silver, is that what's happening? Potentially, I don't. I, 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 don't <laughs> I don't have the conspiracy theory here, um, but yeah, but they've not been doing very well. I think we're expecting some mega changes there from them. But for the clan, yeah, I think for me, it's been a mixed bag. You know, the, for me, the seven 0 home defeat was unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable to the fans that went and saw that. And if memory serves me. What I probably didn't help Coach Morgan was, I don't think he really came out and just said even like a boilerplate statement. He didn't, what he should have said is, that wasn't good enough. And I'm sorry to the fans that came out to see that. Mm-hmm. But instead, kind of made it, if memory serves me, like kind of a bit of an excuse and didn't really touch on that. Mm-hmm. I think if that was me, I think if you're from any other hockey club and you got beat 7 0 at home, I think the first thing a coach should be doing is apologising to the fans. And that's what I'd expect all the players that get interviewed to is to apologise to fans. I don't. The thing that annoys me is, obviously, I don't like getting beat, but I don't mind getting beat if we're going down fighting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our teams are just better. You know, last season you could say Belfast were a better team, Guildford as well. You, you know, you're up against it, but as long as you go down fighting, that's fine. I think basically to finish off this point is, I don't think sometimes we're going down fighting. I think sometimes we're just rolling over, rolling over. <laughs> so maybe that's a bit harsh, but you know. That's how it comes across sometimes. So I think when we look at the upcoming matches, uh, got a tough few tough ones coming up. Back again, we've got Guildford, Belfast, or is it Belt? Sorry, it's just Belfast, isn't it? Just Belfast, yeah. And then Manchester. Um, so two tough matches. Uh, you know, Belfast, you're looking at it going, you know, they're not doing too well, but of course we'll be the match where they... Yeah. They have to turn it around. I, I think I think if memory serves me, I think kind of some to what clan I think are trying to do, I think basically Belfast's mantra kind of is when you watch these hockey wag TikToks and the things about players is they're put up in nice accommodation, given all the perks, nice travel, but if you don't perform, you're gone. Mm-hmm. There's no oh they're staying in a the rubbish part of the town or whatever. It's they're nice, nicely kitted and looked after. And I think that's similar to what Clan are doing. And, but as part of that, they expect performances. So yeah, I think um, it's going to be difficult. I think obviously as much as maybe ripped into the team there, not having a fourth line is pretty tough going. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to make it tough until we get some of these players back. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much most of our Clan chat um, that we've got going on here. Um, thanks for tuning in. This probably went on a wee bit longer than I expected. Um, quite a lot to run. Lots, lots to cover, though. Lots to cover. So, yeah, guys, we'll be podcasting more regularly now. Now I'm feeling a bit better. It's a bit rough for a while there. So, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs>